and welcome to my very first podcast, Becoming the Influential Me, the show for career climbers. I am so excited about doing this episode, also a little bit scared, (laughs) but we'll talk about that as we go along. So let's start from the beginning. What's this show going to be about? It's about um, sharing books, sharing ideas, sharing stories, and most importantly, helping you getting to climbing that career ladder. Um, My name's Michelle Chikanda. And I'm really looking forward to getting into the nuts and bolts of this all. As we develop the show, my hope is that you guys can um, email me your questions, your ideas, and we can collaborate on how this thing grows. The reason we called it Becoming is because this is a journey. It's not just a journey for me and for Michelle Obama. She was my inspiration behind that name, I cannot lie. Um, But it's also a journey for you as we grow together. Okay, so let's get going. I thought this first show, we would talk about how I got the confidence to create the influential me. And this is a question I get time and time again. But I wanted to talk about the journey of, of getting through this, what I've learned along the way and how I managed to cultivate that confidence, which is what you would call it. (laughs) Certainly, I don't call it that. But the journey. So I would like to start with the inspiration. What was the inspiration behind the influential me? Um, It came out of crisis, if I'm completely honest. It came at a point when my life, I, you know, had made decisions to change my life drastically. And I was at a point where I had to decide, A, who I am, be who I want to be. But most importantly, I had to decide um, what I was willing to give in order to get there. So I was at this point and at that time I was working with CEOs and senior leaders um, on a consultant basis, but I was like, I need something more. And so I decided that instead of helping senior leaders go from great to outstanding or from excellent to phenomenal, I wanted to shift the dial um, for people that are just like me. Um, You know, going from good to great, helping people go from okay to really good. That was my motivation behind starting this. And I realized that that was where my heart was telling me I needed to be. My head obviously was like, no, there's way more money to be made in senior leadership. So I kind of came up with a with a balance, which is I still do the things, uh, sorry, the work with senior leaders and CEOs, etc. But my focus or my passion is really with helping women that are at a certain level in their career that really want to drive up to that senior level. Um, and we all have to start from somewhere. So that's how the influential me came to be. But it certainly began with me making a commitment. Okay, who, do, who am I? Who do I want to be? And what am I willing to give in order to get there? And once I made that commitment, I then made the decision to begin the influential me and boy has it been a journey. So one of the things that people ask me is how do you how did you have the confidence to start? The truth is I didn't. I didn't have the confidence because when whenever you start on a new venture or you decide to, you know, let go of corporate support or um you know structures that that keep you 
you know, together, as it were. Um, it's hard and you don't have a crystal ball that tells you that it's all going to be successful and it's all going to work. So there was an element of risk in that. But when I did, when I was, you know, faced with risk, I, I made a calculation and my calculation was this. Okay, what do I know about the situation? I know I have, you know, X amount of money in the bank. I know I have X amount of knowledge to give. I know that there are people that would like to receive this information. And I know that I can be successful if I put in the work. Um, that I knew. Um, I love Oprah, what I know for sure. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, <laughs> but that's what I knew for sure. And I was like, is this enough fuel for me to be able to drive towards where I want to go? And I said, I don't know. But what I do know is that if I put one foot in front of the other, I will eventually get to where I want to get to. Um, so did I take a risk? Yes. But I didn't take the whole risk all in at one time. I didn't try to eat the elephant. I just took one bite at a time. So I started with research. I was researching, okay, what does the market look like? What does the market need? How are my unique skills? Um, you know, how do they fit into this picture? Uh, is it what is relevant and what isn't relevant? What is the demand and what can I supply? After that, I started looking at senior leaders and asking, you know, them questions, okay, what do you need to see in the perfect person that you are willing to push up the ranks? Um, can I facilitate people's growth to develop these unique set of skills? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And so it goes until I said, okay, so this is what I can offer. And this is how I can help people that, that come to me. But it was a risk, but I had to calculate. But not only did I calculate, I just created momentum. So after all of this, this research, I started to say, okay, how do I mentor one person? How do I mentor two people? How do I start, you know, doing this quote unquote part time? So I started that. Um, and then how do I you know, learn as much as possible. So I started asking my family, I started doing this. And the general gist of it is I created momentum. And the momentum, literally one step at a time, is what helps me even now. I mean, I thought about how do I create a podcast? I mean, the list of things that you think of come up. How do I get to number one? How do I, you know, make sure it's perfect? How do I get the recording right? Do I need a studio? All of this. But I just said, no, get downstairs <laughs> and shoot the first one. One step in front of the other, you know, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Um, so that is how I managed this sense of risk. I didn't think of it as one big chunk. I just took one step at a time. Um, the other thing that I that has helped me is developing this idea of consistency. Um, I love my work. And when you love your work, it becomes a little bit easier. Um, it allows you to put in the necessary legwork in order to become excellent at what it is that you do. I enjoy reading about people. I enjoy speaking to people. I enjoy understanding people and situations. And, and so the work doesn't really feel like work, but there's a lot of it. <laughs> there is so much work that goes into everything that I do. And I'm really grateful that I am able to, to, to do it, number one, but number two, that I'm able to be consistent with it. Um, what also allows me to be consistent are my habits. Um, reading, journaling, exercising every single day, um, apart from weekends. Um, this is so important. And the reason this is so important is because it gives me the freedom and the energy to be able to show up every single day. It also creates um, distance between me and my work, which is also necessary. Um, how have I come to this point when it comes to work? 
I used to think work was the most important thing. That if you put in the hours, you get the results. And then I realized something fundamental. Um, when I started speaking to senior leaders and entrepreneurs and understanding how their minds work, work is important and it is essential. But what is more essential is the work that you do on yourself. Um, really looking at yourself from a realistic perspective. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How can I make the most of my strengths? How can I pad out the stuff around my weaknesses? Um, such that I am uh, the best version of me. This exercise of working on yourself, you know, reading more, asking other people, you know, where you, they think your blind spots are, really taking that personal development piece was the hardest bit, but it's so essential. And making the time to do it has been game-changing for me. So I always used to listen to entrepreneurs saying, yeah, I've got to work out every day to keep myself sane. And I never understood. But during COVID, let me tell you, during COVID, I decided I'm not going to exercise um, every day. I'm just going to relax because life is hard for everybody. <laughs> and I'm just going to let my habits slip. And then six weeks later, I realized I've gone through very rapid decline mentally in terms of my energy, in terms of my outlook, in terms of how I show up for my clients and for those around me, my family as well. And then I was like, okay, so this isn't just something that we do because it's the cool thing to do, but it actually has an impact on my energy. It actually has an impact on, you know, me showing up fresh, early, ready to, to, to deliver um, for my day, for my clients and for my family. So it's been work. Um, but the hardest thing about that is doing it and doing it consistently. Um, and with that, you need a schedule. So one of the things I discovered is that I didn't discover it. I always knew I'm not very organized and I'm not really good at creating routine. Everybody says meditate, uh, eat well, do this, write down a list. And, you know, I'm not very good at being organized. So for all of the people that are listening who are not very organized but want to become, um, you know, a hyperhuman being, excellent at everything, like me, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but for all of you people that think like that, do what works I decided again that, you know, on my journey, I could try and live up to the standards that are set by other people. Um, you know, the exercising everyday journaling, being grateful and whatever. But I actually realized this does not work for me. I cannot tick all these boxes. And ultimately, it leaves me feeling inferior. And I didn't want that. So here's what I did. I was like, okay, I can't do things in the manner that they've been set out for me by those that set these things out. Um, but what can I do? And then I realized I love listening to stuff. So instead of trying to read a book every, you know, every, every month, a different book or every week, a different book, what I decided was... I do love learning, but I love to hear it on Audible. Suddenly, it's not such a chore. I can do it when I'm chopping onions. I can do it when I'm putting the washing in. And it doesn't feel as much of a chore. I created um, shortcuts for myself. Uh, what else did I do? I realized I could not sit there and do Deepak meditation for 30 minutes. I love it. And when I did do it, it was amazing. Do not get me wrong. But I couldn't sustain it. So now what do I do? I do a seven minute meditation where I just do box breathing effectively um, for a little while. And that I can fit that in at some point in my day. The, the moral of the story is consistency for me came in the form of a shortcut.
And so you've got to figure out what shortcuts do you need to take or to make for yourself in order for you to stick to your habits. Right. And repetition is the mother of skill. Um, the more you repeat these things, the easier they become for you to do. Okay, so Michelle, you know, how do we become the most influential version of ourselves during COVID? I, I, it's been a journey. It's this whole COVID-19 thing has been a journey. And I know it's been a journey for every single human being on this planet. Um, but I can safely say that with all the challenges, there's been so many opportunities. And I started, you know, really ramping up my business during this time. And one of the things that I that I learned is that, especially from reading this book, this amazing book called The Choice, um, I'll talk about that on another day. Um, but what I learned was we have the opportunity to see this time as either a reason to not show up, a reason to be in our emotions and be in our feelings, or we can use it as an excuse to make progress. I've decided to use my downtime to create a podcast. I've decided to use my downtime to do things, you know, that I've always wanted to do in my life, but felt like I didn't have enough time to do. This is an incredible opportunity um, for us all to level up, for us to study things we never had time to study, for us to learn skills we didn't previously have the time to learn, for us to cultivate relationships when people are desperately yearning for connection um, and leveraging the fact that there's this need to highlight our abilities, our unique skill sets, our passions, you know, to really bring them to the fore. And that's what I've done with this situation. And this is what I'm doing. And I think if you, um, if we all succumb to the moment, we'd all be on the sofa eating chocolate and drinking wine, <laughs> which I have done, don't get me wrong. But I haven't stayed there because I've just been able to say, what is this moment teaching me? How can I use this moment to create momentum for me? Um, how do I use the time when everybody's sleeping to work so that I can be ahead when this is all over? And this is the mindset that has allowed me to move forward despite COVID. Okay, and the next thing I want to talk about is what has also propelled me and what will propel you. Um, I mentioned before when I started my business, one of the things that I had to ask myself was who am I? Where do I want to go? And how much am I willing to put in in order to get there? And with that, I created the, a vision for my life. I created uh, a mission for myself. And what that did was it, it gives me something to move towards. Because I think it's all too easy in our lives to focus on things that we can move away from. And that's helpful. But it's nowhere near as, as propelling, in my view, as having something to go towards and having something when you don't feel like it to fall back on and say, okay, I'm doing this because the future me needs me to drive this forward. I'm doing this because 45-year-old Michelle would be so proud of what I managed to achieve in this time. I'm, I'm doing this because I know that my grandchildren will be so proud when they see me accepting that award um, or when I'm able to buy them a boat. <laughs> I don't have a boat. I don't want to buy my grandkids a boat. But you understand the, 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 my logic, whatever your goals are. But just understanding that you want the future you to be so proud of what you make of the time and the gift and the skills that you have. 
Um, and yeah, so that's what my vision helped me to do. It, it helps me to do. It helps me to stay on track. I wonder, does everybody have a vision? Does everybody have a mission? Um, having spoken to a lot of the, a lot of my clients, a lot of the women I work with, I know that this is a particular challenge, that finding where you fit into the world and why when you're juggling a job, life, uh, motherhood, uh, family, relationships is challenging. But I can hand on heart say doing the soul searching, seeking out who you really are and why you were put put on this earth is by far the most rewarding thing. Because what you'll do is you'll create momentum and begin to go towards those goals, towards those ambitions. And if you fail at one thing, you learn another. Right. And this is what I love about having a vision and having a mission. Having a vision and having a mission also helped me in one crucial, crucial, crucial aspect of life, of career, of business, and that is the mental game. I've never seen a time in history, not that I've been alive that long, <laughs> when the mental game has been so crucial, when the mental game has been so necessary. You know, right now, people are hiding behind computer screens and using that as a, as a reason not to speak to the people that can ultimately help them to advance their goals. Right now, people are saying, once it's over, I will. Uh, right now, some people are saying, um, you know, if only this hadn't happened, I would have. Um, but one thing that I've realized is what's necessary to come out of this situation on top is a strong mental game. Uh, and when I talk about the mental game, it's like, again, having this vision in place, but making sure that you can see clearly, equipping yourself with the ability to say, where am I putting my foot next? Notice I didn't say, um, what is my future? Because that sounds really far in advance for some people. But where am I putting my foot next? And how can I be intentional about it? The person with the most intentionality wins. Right. And then when we talk about the mental game, one of the things that people say to me is you're so confident, you know, you have so much energy. You seem to know it all. You seem to just have your act together. And the answer to that is I have confidence in only one thing apart from God, the universe, you know, the supreme being, whatever. And um, and that is my ability to learn. I know that I can learn. I'm confident that I can learn anything. I am not confident that I'm a master at everything from, you know, from the moment I desire that thing. But I'm confident in my ability to learn and acquire the skills that it takes to get to where I want to get to. And that requires a mental game. So when I set out to begin the influential me uh, on day one, on day two, my mental game was I'm going to acquire as much knowledge and as much information as I need to get this thing done. I'm going to create as many uh, connections. I'm going to leverage as many um people that I know who can help me to advance my goal further, faster, um, and, and, you know, as easy as possible. And that requires a strong mental game because you experience knockbacks, you experience COVID, <laughs> you experience, you know, uh, challenges in terms of a lack of time. You don't have time to see your family and friends and, you know, you experience all manner of challenges. But being clear on what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, and allowing yourself to say, okay, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. This doesn't work. Okay, I'll focus on the next thing. This works. Great. Let's create that. Let's build on that momentum to go to the next place. 
And that requires, again, a strong mental game. Things go wrong, you know, and you question yourself, am I good enough? Where does my confidence, you know, come in when I have those feelings of self-doubt? Ladies, let us talk for a moment about self-doubt. I am not an expert, I'm not a psychologist, but one thing I'm pretty sure of is everybody experiences self-doubt. No matter what level of life, of business, of religion, or whatever you are, you will experience moments of self-doubt. The question is, how long do you stay in that self-doubt? And how much do you feed those feelings of self-doubt? One of the things that I've, I learned very early on and very quickly is I refuse to feed self-doubt. Whenever self-doubt comes at me, I'm like, okay, I recognize you. I am grateful for what you bring to my life because it keeps me humble. But I am not that. What I am is. And the way that I do this and the way that I conquer this is by repeating messages to myself that I write down every single morning morning the same thing. Um, and also just repeating things to myself about who I am. Because that way, I'm not feeding self-doubt. I'm not allowing it to stay with me for a long time for the whole day or whatever. Yes, you experience challenges. And yes, sometimes I spend a whole day on the sofa eating chocolate and drinking wine because I feel sorry for myself. And that's okay. Um, but for the most part, it's quick. It's okay. Self-doubt. You can't do it. Da, 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 da. Okay. Momentum. That's how I counter self-doubt by moving. Because self-doubt will always be a part of life. But what I refuse to do is feed it. Right? Don't feed it. So, <laughs> so I starve it and I feed, you know, self-actualization. I feed, you know, success by moving in the direction I want to go. So it exists. Everybody's prone to it. Not everybody's confident about everything all the time. But it's about momentum and it's about moving irrespective of one's emotions, irrespective of the setbacks. Um, and yeah. So... In a nutshell, uh, becoming the influential, the, the, the most influential version of myself was really accepting one thing and one thing only, and that is that it is a journey. But in order for that journey to be successful, momentum is the most important thing. It's not about the results. It's not about perfection. Let me talk about perfection for a second. Perfection as I was reading this book the other day that gave me really good perspective, is this idea that I am inadequate. So I'm going to try and create the, the, the external conditions that make up for that. And those have to be perfect. Um, it doesn't exist. It is a myth. Perfect does not exist. Perfect is good for procrastination. Perfect is good for making you feel like you are unworthy. Perfect is good at reaffirming all the negative thoughts you have about yourself in your head. That, that is all, in my view, perfection is good for. Um, what is amazing, though, is, like I said, momentum, but also progress. Every person who has become great did not become great by just waking up and being great. They woke up and became great because they put one foot in front of the other, trained, you know, each day, um, you know, practiced each day in order to become great. So I am under no illusions that my very first podcast is going to be perfect. It isn't. <laughs> but what I do know is that I've made progress by A, doing it. And 
I'm going to make further progress by B, learning from what I've done and making it better tomorrow. Not that the next one's going to be tomorrow, but I'm saying for the next time. Um, And that is it from me. So in terms of what I'm hoping for as we go on this journey together is that we both, you and I, (laughs) become the most influential version of ourselves, whether that's in our career or in our lives, um, as women, as people, that we can grow together. And the way we're going to do that in this podcast with you is share ideas, share books, and we're going to talk about how we can develop one another. So I would love it if you can, you know, comment with me. Uh, sorry, comment comment on, you know, on the podcast and, and let me know what you want to know. Let me know if you have any feedback. Let me know if you have ideas about things that I can do better, learn about, read more of. I know that there are some people that are listening right now (laughs) that always have a list of books to recommend. Please do, because you know what? There's going to be a book book recommendation podcast every four weeks. One of those is going to be dedicated to the book that I am loving the most um, at that time. So that's going to be the very next podcast you hear from me. Let us grow together. And I am so looking forward to spending more and more time with me, with with me. With <laughs> looking at, so I'm so looking forward to you spending time with me and me spending time with you. And um, have a great day. And until the next podcast, take one step, not two, not three, not four. Just focus on taking one step to being a better version of you and ultimately we will become the best version of ourselves ciao